This is Common Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick. Welcome. Hey, John. Yeah, it's like good, good, good interview. It feels like it's been a while since we've done this. Yeah, like I think the last time we, it felt feels like, like the last time we even talked was like the last decade or something. Yeah, like there's some weird time dilation going on here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, so what do you have in store for us today? Okay, well, it's something I've been waiting to read. It's like ever since it was announced, and um, this would be um, Jonathan Hickman's um, X-Men relaunch, House of X and Powers of X. And you know, because this is such a such a big event for X-Men, it's like we needed like we needed like to get all hands on deck this time. So hey, Myron, welcome back. Thank you for having me on for this one. Oh yeah, it's like yeah, because hey, value your opinion, and I know you've been reading, you've been reading and enjoying this one too, from what I've heard. Oh, most definitely. I'm uh, I'm I'm really stoked to see what's in store for the X Men moving forward. Nice, but I guess before we start talking about the uh, like the issue, the uh, mini series itself or themselves, it's like we got. I guess we should probably mention like like where all of us are in terms of, like X Men um, comic book reading fandom, because well, I think it's safe to say that more people have. St- Stopped reading the X-Men, like that have current that are currently reading them by a wide, wide margin. Yeah, I mean, at least for me, uh, I was a very avid X-Men reader. You know, back in you know the '90s, back when you know Jim Lee was drawing, and then the Cooper brothers were drawing, and then um, I just kind of got totally lost in. Well, I, I think I just got totally lost in out of comic books uh, during that period, and I think uh, maybe early 2000s when. Um, ultimate x-men were released i started to get back into it a little bit but then again kind of fell out i just i just got totally lost what was going on in the world of x-men uh the latest struggles and and uh, uh, eventually like newer characters started you know coming on board and i just you know it didn't really uh fit or pertain to uh, what I grew up with, you know, that classic, you know, 90s X-Men team. So for me, it, like, this is the first time in a long time. Well, actually, I lie. I did buy into all new X-Men when that launched back in, you know, early uh, 2010s. But uh, um, I didn't really collect the entire line. Uh, this one, when I read that Jonathan Hickman was going to reboot the X-Men status quo, I really was intrigued, and of course, me personally, who likes to buy uh, individual issues, this is the most expensive comic book line ever. Because as John can attest, we were chasing those variants like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like like leprechauns for pots of gold and everything. So uh, I really did uh, get into the whole buy-in of X, uh, House of X, Powers of X, because I, I paid attention to the dates, I paid attention to what variants were coming out so I could make a list on what to hunt for, and uh, even though I spent a lot of money, uh, this is one this is one storyline I am proud to have in my collection. Yeah, so yeah, Marvel appreciates your patronage. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, better give me something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And John, as I understand it, like you've probably been following the X-Men or we're following the X-Men like longer than either of us. Yeah. And, you know, um, I mean, I, I tried to get back into it. Um, what was it about a couple of years ago um, when they re- redid the whole, um, you know, like they had like the X-Men 94 series. Do you remember seeing that? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's like that was yeah, it was based on the animated series. Yeah, yeah, basically. I mean, got some cool nostalgic, you know, member berry feels to it. 
Um, but <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, and you know, even going back further than that, you know, like Wolverine's still like my number one character. Um, you know, love reading about him before. And uh, Myron, you remember the Jim Lee days, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, those. Uh, that, that to me is classics, right there. I mean, you know, I know it goes beyond before that, but honestly, I I didn't care until you know, like, well. Uh, you know, the late 80s, honestly. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, this is... Uh, and, and this, uh, I'm, I'm really excited about. Um, and uh, and it's good to see that, uh, you know, they've opened it up and, and done something... You know, I mean, Old Man Logan's cool. <laughs> but, you know, all of the variations, they just needed to reset the bar. I think that that's what we're really dealing with here. Yeah, it's like that's. I think that's absolutely what's going what's going on here because you know, it's like, I mean, like these two minis miniseries. I mean, like they're both like they're both setting out like the current like you know X, what the X Men are like in the present day of the Marvel universe, but they're also making big changes to their um, past and future as well. So because I guess that the because uh, like, like it's kind of hard to like really sum up you know like the general plot of these of these two miniseries because. House of X has the more, more conventional structure. It's basically that the X shows the X Men. They're now living on Krakoa, who is now, which is now a giant, giant island in the, in the Pacific and, and has sites in the Pacific and the Atlantic. A mutant island. A mutant island. Yes, and they and it's basically like giving the X Men like you know their own their own home nation and a means from which to interact with the uh, it's like with with the world on a, a national it's like on a national scale. Because the um, first thing, one of the first things we see in uh, in the first issue of House of X are these um, foreign dignitaries going to negotiate with, like, like um, with the leadership of, it's like of Krakoa. Only like instead of like you know getting like, Xavier as like you know like the warm welcome, they get Magneto, which <laughs> and it's like it's it's great because like Magneto's not just doing his old like cra- crazy um like like Homo Superior routine. No, he's just he 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 basically he knows that everyone's better that 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 they're that they're better than them, and he's just like just saying, hey, you know, I'm just waiting for you guys to acknowledge it because hey, at the very end of the issue, he lays out their new status quo. You have new gods now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like. And Hickman he, he just does a good job of like of setting out just like how like how this new status quo is meant to work. I mean, just seeing like when um when the Fantastic Four um like earlier in the issue when they capture um like Sabretooth after he's been working with um Toad and Mystique to um like break into this um damage control site. Um it's like Cyclops shows up immediately afterwards to try and negotiate with them. And um it's all it's all tense because like Reed's it's it's the whole question of like of like Reed and Reed and Scott going like, Hey, are we gonna have a problem here? I don't know. Are we gonna have a problem here? That kind of that kind of dialogue dialoguing until Scott basically tells him that, okay, you know what, hey, we can let this go because you know we can come back at a, at a later time. But hey, uh, just so you know, um whenever Franklin's ready to come over, um like come over to Krakoa. It's like he's got family here. You know that. Yeah, his son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because Frank Franklin's also a mutant, but that's something that gets kind of glossed over. It's like in the in the general continuity. But Hickman, like, to my like my pleasure, he does a great job of like integrating like lots of old, it's like weird cont- continuity in it's like in here just from like like random damage like um, mutant death stats to who like who's been who's been attributed to like like the deaths have been attributed to like various mutant like mutant murderers it's like to it's like just 
just to all like all like the like the, hi- the history and like the future history as well. But just but just with um getting back to like the overall structure of, ha- of House of X, it's basically like the uh, that House of X miniseries is just basically detailing like the, the current status quo. Like there's there the it's like new life on Krakoa, their new government, the amnesty that's been offered to um A list villains like Apocalypse, Sinister, Exodus. It's like because hey you know like we're trying to make a new start here. It's like it's like give a fresh fresh start for everyone. And um, but also um, the uh, like other it's like the other um, anti mutant organizations um, going like and they've been kind of subsumed under this like thing called Orcus, who are basically trying trying to create this thing called the Mother Mold, which um, it turns out that they, that the uh, we find out later that the, this is a big deal not just because hey it's just you know like a, a sentinel a sentinel that creates other master molds, but this also might be the uh, the first step in creating the Nimrod indestructible super sentinel which kind of leads us into um the pa- the powers of x um summary because powers of x or powers of 10 but come on man it's an x-men title with uh, x in it it's like you know i can't expect me to pronounce it powers of 10 so but um powers of x basically takes place each issue takes place in four different time periods like like i'm um, 10 years before the x the founding of the x-men the present day 100 years after the present day, and then 1,000 years like after the present day. So yeah. so basically, it's like... Oh, go on. No, I was just saying, they're um, delineated in the sections as like X1 and X2 and it, X... It was, yeah, it was X0, X1, Zero. X2, X3. X3. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's like... And it's, it's like... And th- this is probably... This is like more ambitiously structured of them because it's like read so like it's kind of hard to tell like you know what what the coherent what the coherent storyline is is going to be for telling it in four different um time periods but um it's actually but it actually kind of works out pretty well because the uh the pre, the, the, the um like the past stuff basically kind of sets it's kind of like, like suddenly retconning on various events from like xavier's first first meeting with moria to um Maury McTaggart to um, Xavier and Moria's on meeting with Mag- first meeting with Mag- or one meeting with Magneto that turns out to have like far-ranging consequences to Xavier talking with Forge about um, doing all sorts like I'm trying to f- find ways to like um, build like a backup for all the mutant minds on the it's like on the planet to their um to also like Xavier's first meeting with Mister Sinister who thank um, Hickman so much for going back to Kieran Guilin's absolutely fabulous um version of mr sinister it's like the guy who is it's like who is clearly flamboyant who was like like going for like a super a, a super villain who it's like who who he wants he thinks hey you need i need a cape why don't i have a cape god damn it <laughs> it's like and also just how he's also he's also just like talk, he's got his own newsletter the red diamond which talks about you know it's like um like super like um mutant secrets that are going that are going around and um, it's like it's which is clearly like foreshadowing for um, like for future future storylines like it's like in Hickman's run, but the uh, it's like but the uh, overall structure for it's like four powers of X is it's like I mean like the present day stuff is also meant to flesh out like corresponding bits in um, House of X, but then you've got the uh, like the 100 years um, like f- future time frame which is basically it's basically like not Days of Future Past. Um, where their X-Men are struggling against um, the Nimrod Sentinels, um, 
it's like man like a man machine um supremacy and then there's year 1000 which is when we think that um that mutanity has finally overcome its war against machines and is ready to um begin the ascension to like to godhood after by linking their minds with the uh universal intelligence knows the phalanx so so but um overall it's like so it's like i i really enjoyed this because i mean even if like the uh it's like even if like uh, Kirkin does kind of rely on a lot of familiar stuff, like with the, like the, it's like oh, it's like hey, we're fighting against the Sentinels, we're fighting against like a new anti-mutant organization. Oh, it's like and we've got, it's like oh, and like the future, the future for X-Men is shit, um, as it always is. Um, it's a, it's a, ve- it's all executed with supreme confidence, as a, it's a, everything that he says. It's like yo, hey, he knows why it's here, and this is everything that is being said. Is in for is in the furthering of a larger um goal here because well, I mean Myron's like Myron Johns I mean like you guys like read X Men in the nineties you know that there was lots of there was so much shit being set up in the nineties just plot threads dropped here and there that that never went anywhere it was just hey you know we're just gonna throw throw this at you we're gonna throw about hey you know there's a third Summers brother out here huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who who I can't remember who it was. I remember that there was a third yeah, Summers brother. It was um Gab- Gabriel Summers. He yeah he, that that stray line of dialogue from Mister Sinister like was like a, a, basically like never got answered until the X Men Deadly Genesis miniseries, which was like which is good, but it was also a huge retcon, um from from Ed Brubaker, basically designed to address that that stray line of dialogue. Yeah, I mean this was a. Uh... For me, this was a very uh, interesting series on, um, and I think in a very important series uh, on rebuilding the X Men. I mean, I I, I leaned more towards uh, House of X over Powers of X as far as like my my enthusiasm to read. Like, oh, I want to get through this, but it all came together uh, to paint the bigger picture. But one thing that really I think struck me in the heart and took me out of this was. Um, Xavier's change in the dream you know we we all grew up knowing that Xavier Xavier's dream was for humans and mutants to live in harmony and that's why he established the X-Men and to your point earlier how like the future of mutants is always shit and they always lose I mean Xavier kind of stuck by his guns to where like we could prove that we can live in harmony and um, live side by side as long as we help help mankind and protect them. Um, I really love the fact that uh, Moira was the key point in this story on him changing his philosophy. So that went out the window, like where Xavier mentioned, I've learned from hard truths that us living in harmony um, isn't going to work out. So my new dream is for us to have our own nation and you recognize us as a nation. And in turn, we have gifts we can offer your society um, in extending life and curing diseases. And I don't give these gifts freely. You have to, we'll go through the proper processes of applying and becoming a new nation, but you will recognize us. And I thought that was very powerful in not only uh, mutantdom standing up and, and reclaiming its piece of the world, but it really set Charles Xavier, at least to me, in a whole new light. And it's a, yeah. it's like a cleaner version of Genosha. 
Yeah, yeah, it was mm-hmm. a cleaner. It's a cleaner version of Genosha, and they actually have, they they have a plan. And like I said, Moira Moira X is the key. I would say she's the key to all this because issue two was by far my favorite read in this uh in in this storyline. And without like you know just giving all the details away, we learned that um you know she she no like I'd say this is something we can. We can't talk about because it's we can't it, or can we can because, okay because yeah this is like really key because it, it's I mean, like impo- yeah it's important yeah so. I mean basically like the short version is like mean like Bill Murray lived the Groundhog Day <laughs> she's yeah. living the Groundhog life yeah I mean when I when you find out that she's a mutant and it's like oh that's crazy I never would have thought that but her ability it, in in general is reincarnation she can relive her life with her previous memories and her previous lives um intact like she can change the course and create alternate timelines and one thing i loved about this book that hitman added you know those insert pages where it shows the lives of moira x and through each of her lives shows what happened and what she did differently Mm -hmm. yeah and i love the sleight of hand he does in the very first one because there's there's parts of there's one part one life that's completely blanked out Mm -hmm. but then there's one where it's basically like dot 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 and then you find out oh so these later on these are the lives she lived and that i thought that was that was genius it's like yeah i mean it's just kind of i think it gives it speaks to like one thing that i love about hickman's um writing style is that he is a man with a plan nothing he does is like without that significance it's like where i said where i like like express my displeasure with like x-men plotting in the 90s Hickman, after his work on Fantastic Four and especially Avengers, like shows that, um, like that he knows how to do like like long term plotting in a superior universe. So, even if like you know things might not turn out one hundred percent to plan, I at least believe that there is a plan, and he's going to um like devote all, like as much energy as he can to um making sure that it that it all works out. It's like accor- like according to what he's done so far. Yeah, and and I think the blocks are there. I mean, just just like what to your point earlier, how uh, the overall goal was to bring all mutantdom under Krakoa, whether that was villains, worst of the worst, whoever. After seeing that issue where they extended the invitation to Apocalypse and all other mutants, and when Apocalypse came to Krakoa and kind of set aside, you know, his his philosophies and shook hands with. You know Charles Xavier. Well, he, he wasn't exactly like setting aside his philosophies. He was just basically acknowledging, okay, so like I've always argued that mutantum is superior, mm-hmm. and now now you've guys, it's like, it's like you you that you guys are finally acknowledging that yourselves. So, yeah, but, that's true. Yeah, yeah, but but also I want to get back to what you guys are talking about with Xavier, in, like in the sense that you know like that he's that basically he's kind of given up on his dream, and that on one hand like. On one hand, that's a that's actually a, a pretty reasonable, like, conclusion to come to, in the sense that you know, after everything that he's been doing for like, how long have the X Men been been around now? Like six, like sixty years at this point. So, I mean, it's like it's 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 not surprising that he would that he would try like you know like embrace this kind of like separatist, um, it's like like um doc- doctrine. But at the same time, I think we can all agree that something isn't right here. Because you notice how, except in the flashback scenes in um, Powers of X, we never see Xavier's face. 
he's always wearing um, Cerebro. True. Yeah. There's there's something to that. It's like I I, I mean I, I don't I mean, it could just be that he that he takes it off at one point and realizes oh shit it's Cassandra Nova from Grant Morrison's X Men run. Um, but you know it's like it it might that might not be it. But it's but there's something but like I said there's something going on there. It's like and um like also there's that bit with when he talks to a Namor like I think it's in uh, House of X um. Like it's in the one of the fifth issues, where he basically like like gives he's given like all, trying to bring in all the mutants um, on board and and even though Namor's also a mutant, he basically he basically tells Xavier, okay, so you're telling like Namor basically tells Xavier, he's like okay, you th- you think that you think that I think that I believe you finally recognize mutant, a mutant dumb superior place in society? No, no, I don't. Come back when you when you actually believe this. Huh. So, yeah, so it's like there's some there's something going on here, and that's I also think that kind of speaks to the larger um, issue set up with with this with these two miniseries because this is because this is a very drastic um, break with the current um, like with what X Men were, were like you know even just like like the month before they launched and I'm thinking like it's, it's all the better for it really really because you know like it's like you know it's like the because it's clear now that the X-Men disassembled and then um, Age of X-Men and then Matthew Rosenberg's um, two issues um, were just kind of like, oh, basically just a big extended fill-in thing in order to um, like give Hickman time in order to spool things up for the, for this run. But um, it's but we've basically gone from like the X-Men being like kind of at their lowest ebb to just basically on top of the world, baby. It's like, you know, we've got like mutant our mutant like nation we've got culture we've got our language it's like we've got drugs we're giving to everyone it's amazing it's like, D- like D- don't forget immortality yeah yes and oh man it's like that was i have no problems with this because you know it's like hey x-men are dying and being brought back all the time having um it's like having like like a legitimized resurrection function for this hey i'm cool with this it's like you just like finally, no, no more stories about oh shit, um, like Cyclops died. Oh shit, um, Wolverine died. Oh shit, Beast's <laughs> dead again. So, like, I mean, hey, with like, you know, like, death was already kind of a joke in it's like in X Men titles. So just the fact that you know we've got this, it's like we've got like this get out of jail free card basically means that okay, we can stop focusing on like like cheap deaths. Like if, you're, if there's going to be a death, it's going to be have some sort of meaning to it, kind of like what what's going on with Destiny, the uh, the the foremost mutant precog, who um, you know told Mora in her third life, "Hey, you got to live better, or else I will come find you and take you out." Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of pro- problematic here because if you can bring back any mutant, um, Mystique has been has been busy demanding that they bring Destiny back as part of her services for the like. Um, like for the um, for for Krakoa, and um, but but Moira and Xavier and Magneto basically said, no, that's not. Gonna... Basically, privately said amongst themselves, no, that's something that that cannot happen. They keep putting it off. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of like I think that's that's kind of like the first step in like the uh, the downfall of this thing because I think because because like I said, they've what, what Hickman has done in these six these twelve issues is build something, build a glorious mutant um present. It's something that basically, like, you know, gets away from, like, all the awful, the awful, like, you know, hated and feared stuff that, that's been driving the series for a long time. Disney, like, gives them, like, you know, like, 
place to belong, a place to relax, a place to call their own. So, but the thing is, you know, that, that shit never lasts. What, uh-uh. The fact that he's like, made such a drastic change to the status quo, my biggest fear with this, with this run is that we are basically going to be making one large march back to the status quo. And, well, on one hand, that's kind of what happened with his, like, Avengers run, you know, with, like, secret, with, um, secret, um, secret wars, basically, um, basically being a pretty interesting, um, whack of the reset button, as far as that goes. Now, I'm not saying this is going to be bad. I mean, like, he's got a plan. Like, Hickman basically said that, you know, I could break all the toys I want, just as long as I put them back together again. It's like, and put them back in the box. You know, Marvel's fine with that. So, I get the feeling that, yeah, it's like, in the end, it's like, like this glorious um, new day on Krakoa, it's not going to last. I'd love for it to last, and it, there's a chance it still could. But everything I've been reading, and all the time I've been like reading superhero comics, basically tells me that we are that this that the structure of his run is going to be like one long walk back to this status quo because that's how these things always work yeah and you know i mean he's kind of world building and uh you know literally um you know this 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 together but yeah i'd have to say it's like ah all good things must come to an end as shakespeare written um so yeah it seems like the writing's on the wall for that and then it will be you know then it will be huh well let's see what they do probably just bring back more of the x-men tropes that we're familiar with yeah but 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 at the but but at the end of this series i was just pleased to see just like you know the ewoks had in return of the jedi their yub yub celebration (laughs) i was happy to see the x-men have their yub yub celebration uh in becoming a nation wolverine scott and gene sharing a beer just everybody partying and dazzler showing her fireworks display you know it was it was it was nice to kind of get that feel at the end like oh they they finally won they they they, they accomplished it yep i agree it's true yeah it's like and i like yeah i like the bit oh. of bit the end where like you know like they look they i mean house of x basically has you know like like magneto and Tacops saying magneto and xavier be saying look at what we've built mm-hmm. it's like and then at the end of power of x it's like look at what we've built Let's see them try to take it away from us. Yep. <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah, I think it's like I said, this, these two miniseries are, like a, are as, uh, as great a statement of intent as you could ask um, for, like, for an X-Men relaunch. And even if, like, you know, it's going, all going to be like one big long march back to the status quo, I think that uh, Hickman's, Hickman's at least going to make it interesting. Like, there's like so much stuff. There's like lots of questions I've got here, just like from what, what what Sinister's got planned to when Mystique is going to um, execute her sudden but inevitable trail of the X-Men. Mm-hmm. It's like to just like why why Xavier's been wearing like Cerebro like throughout the entirety mm-hmm. of the present day. Mm-hmm. So. Oh yeah. And and remember like one of the other purposes of the series is to bring in those people who felt alienated by like hey, I remember X-Men and they pick up like try to pick up and you're like what what's going on, you know? Um this is uh, definitely a good reset, we'll say. Yeah. Okay, it's, so it's like, a good starting point. Making making yeah, so... it reaccessible again for a lot of people. So. Okay. So you, so you guys believe that as as lapsed X Men readers, you believe this is a this is a genuinely good jumping on point then. 
Oh yeah, most definitely. And right now, I mean, we're, we won't cover into this stuff right now, but I mean, this launched a whole new set of X titles, like, you know, uh, Marauders and, 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 uh, Dawn of X, X-Men, you know, I mean, there's so many titles that have launched after this that, yeah, I'm gonna have to buy trades. Uh, just to keep up. New Mutants, uh, X Force, yeah. X the the, the 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 regular X Men run. Yeah. Yeah. There, oh, there's, yeah. A, there's a gang of them. Yeah. yeah. But, like, yeah. If, and if anyone is like, trying to decide on like, oh my god, like like why like I just I just bought like spent like like all my money buying it's like buying House of X and Powers of X and all their I, variants. Like what, I did. Which one, of these, which one of these do I need to buy now? Well, obviously you need to buy X Men. Because Hickman's writing that one. Yep. Yeah. But, and you also probably want to buy New Mutants because because yep. I will Ed Brisson is the nominal co-writer, nominal writer for this. Hickman is also in writing select issues of New Mutants as well. So that's that that is probably the uh, the title that is second most key to his plans. New Mutants and X Men, I would agree. Yeah. And I, and I didn't really touch on the art side of the yeah, thing. Yeah, I want, I want yet, to bring but, that up. But uh, I, I was really impressed with. Uh, Pepe Lazar and R.B. Silva's artwork uh, in both, like Pepe did mostly uh, House of X and R.B. Silva did uh, Powers of X. But I, as I was looking at it, I was like, dude, this is some of the best X-Men artwork I've seen since since the Kubert brothers. Um, and how I usually judge um, uh, X-Men art is how I like how stylized Magneto is and Wolverine and... Uh, uh, Jean Grey or Marvel Girl, because those were some of like uh, my favorite characters, and and just the just the 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 dynamic ways that were uh, shown, like in the battle scene where the X Men are trying to uh, take out Mother Mold, and when you see some of these deaths, you 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 feel it yourself. It's like ah, oh, damn, like these like they they literally went on this suicide mission and knew they weren't coming back. And just being, just seeing how they were um, killed, like some of those scenes were, like I don't want to say they weren't like you know ghastly graphic, but it was graphic enough to where like you kind of felt that in your heart, like oh damn, not not Scott or oh damn, like Wolverine got disintegrated and and Nightcrawler and, and Mystique got sucked into space. I hope she stays there. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I love the way that was portrayed, and then of course. Um, going to powers of x i love R rb silva's drawings of uh i love the way he uh portrayed uh um nimrod like nimrod like really looked like um a menacing a menacing asshole mutant killer and and a, sanct he, a sanctimonious villain who loves to hear himself talk exactly yeah and 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 like his build it, it reminded me of like uh apocalypse like a like that that big baddie with what you just said, a sanctimonious asshole that loves to hear himself talk, um, that just kind of menacing build, and just seeing the the destruction and the the environment of the future, it's just like it just brings back memory. It brought back memories of days of future past of like no matter what the X Men do in present day, this 
almost like Judgment Day, this future is unavoidable. It's going to happen in some sort of way. And just seeing, just seeing the X Men in that period in time, it just seemed a little bit more uh, chaotic than I've ever experienced before in an X Men story. And you got, you kind of feel their struggle. Like, damn, everyone's just dying left and right. Is there no way to avoid this future? So, I mean, the artwork was phenomenal. It was beautiful, and I loved a lot of the character designs. Yeah, it's like I appreciate the fact that that um, that Laraz and um, Silva were able to like, illustrate all six issues of their run. There weren't any fill-ins. Mm-mm. It's like, yeah, and and yeah, it's like I think I do think you're right about the art. The art from both of them was was phenomenal. I mean, Laraz, I mean, both have been both of them have been kicking around like in doing various Marvel and even X-Men related stuff for a while now. But I think that um, Laraz's stuff, it's like it's definitely definitely like um like sells like Hickman's dramatic vision. And same same goes for um for Silva's like Silva kind of has like a more difficult job in the sense that he's got to like draw very like several different eras like uh-huh. within an issue. And the the biggest issue I had with some of his like with his work is that occasionally like some of his, his Professor X kind of had like some weird expression on his on his face. And that was but that was about it. But overall it's like, yeah, the art art for both of these series was was fantastic. And and unfortunately like I think like Silva has like done like one is going to do like one issue of x-men coming coming up but apparently i don't think either of them have like a like a specific presence in like like in x-men going for the x-men series going forward which is too bad but then again um lineal you is i'm handling the first arc for hickman's um x-men and that's and god knows that he does um great great work every time i see him so yeah, and, and and I can't I can't remember a lot of the names offhand right now, but that was one great thing about uh, the multiple variants for uh, this run was that you got to see a lot of artists on display uh, show their interpretations of of the X Men, especially uh, some of these uh, connector covers. Um, oh yeah, it's like the uh, like for me, it's like because I'm a tr- I'm a filthy trade waiter. It's like I got the uh, hardcover edition. And that features on um, Mark Brooks's wraparound cover, which um which is like kind of the first first like um round of of art of art released for this project, and um it's and goddamn it's like it is pretty impressive just just because you look at this, and like there's so much to so much detail to absorb in here, and just wondering like how everything in here is going to fit together. Yeah, and you got you got to see so many different artists and their interpretations on display to where. Uh, you might you might become a fan of a new artist and start following their work or hope that they kind of continue doing you know x-men uh, material so I mean it, it this this uh, this storyline and the series of uh, variant releases did expose me to a lot of new artists who I would assume were part of you know Marvel's or at least one point Marvel's young guns um, program so um, I really did enjoy picking up you know, even though it did hurt my bank account, um, a lot of these issues that you know I even have right now in hardcover uh, or hard uh, cases, you know, displayed on my wall, especially some of these connector covers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I guess I guess we're kind of winding things down here. But overall, it's like I think it's like like this is this is about as good as. Like a good, a good, just like a hope from from a relaunch. I mean, yeah, it's like I got some issues, but you know what? But they they feel kind of like minor at this point. And even if it is going to be one long walk back to the status quo, I I think that Hickman's like he's got some surprises planned for us. It's not going to be 
like like just a straight line. And even then, it's like I've seen other such like walks back to the status quo, like with Dan Slott on um, Spider-Man. And those have even been um, pretty, pretty interesting, if not outstanding in certain at certain points. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, say so I am all on board for this. And as far as going going forward, I'll be picking up um, X-Men and New Mutants because those are those are like those are probably like the most important ones for the overall run. But I've also heard like good, really good things about Benjamin Percy's X-Force as well. So I want to, so I want going to want to check that out too. Yeah, definitely for me, this actually put uh, more notice of the X-Men um, back, I guess, back into my buying rotation. Um, granted, you know, I haven't been to the comic book store since, you know, before Christmas, you know, had to buy Christmas gifts and still paying off some. But um, I really do want to jump on board uh, with what you recommended, X-Men uh, the X-Men run and New Mutants run. And I think this time around, you know, I'll I'll probably buy a little bit more uh, trade paperbacks just so that they're easy to, you know, to obtain and easy to read. Um, so, oh. yeah, I'm definitely on board with this new uh, run of X-Men. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of, like, the way that uh, trade paperbacks, um, Marvel's also doing something different with this whole um, Dawn of X um, thing because they're also releasing, like, Dawn of X trade paperbacks, which collect... Like you know, like a month's worth of X Men issues. Nice. Yeah. So, so it's makes... like, like for eighteen bucks, you can get like all the like the first issue of all the new X Men launch titles, like in like Dawn of X Volume One. Then Dawn of X Volume Two collect all the the second issues. Then Volume Three collect number threes and so on. There you go. That's awesome. That makes it easier and more affordable because that you know, four or five bucks a pop. You know, it gets it gets pretty costly. Indeed, yep, sure does. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Any thoughts on your end, John? Uh, nope, not really. Um, I would say that, uh, yeah. While I was uh, on board with a lot of the issues, I did wind up getting the trade for this, and this volume is really nice. I'm just gonna tell you that. I, um, it's it's a nice hardcover with a slip cover on the outside, and the pages are just glorious. Um, it's a it's a really nice presentation. So. Um, if you guys that are listening are curious, yeah, definitely you can go buy the trade. I think they're like in the fifth printings on those issues. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I highly recommend this thing. It's great. Yeah, so, hey, so I guess, like, you know, I'm long live Krakoa, so, as far as we're concerned. Absolutely. All right, do you know what you're going to be talking about next time? Well, I guess I put it off long enough, so it's time to talk about best of 2020 all right good time the best of night best of 2019 he's already into 2020 but yeah Yeah, (laughs) you're you're looking way too in the future he's very indeed it's like uh, it's like i just it's like i gotta i gotta start thinking about like 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 last year it's like even though like i'm already gonna be a month we're gonna be a month into the um this this one by the time it happens yeah and i will say that yeah it'll be like this will be showing up on there it's just a question of where so, all right, and we'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Glick. Right. Later's. Thanks for having me on, guys. Not a Always problem. Always pleasure, Myron. Mm-hmm.